and welcome to the Film Hose Podcast, where two amateur film stands talk about the movies we love, the movies we hate, and every movie in between. I'm Kay Christofferson, and this is... Lauren Griffin. And we are back after after a little November break. A small hiatus. Yeah, a very a small hiatus, which, like, since we release every two weeks, it wasn't like... I guess we just skipped an episode, but like, yeah, it feels longer, and we and we missed y'all, but yes, um, but I believe it is my turn to ask the question of the week, mm-hmm. and since we're getting into December, I thought I'd ask a very seasonal question. So, Lauren, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Hmm, I think I would have to say Elf. Ooh, that's a, that's a solid pick. Right. Elf or uh, the 2000s How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ooh, I feel like, for some Jim reason, Carrey. I feel like that's controversial. Like, some people, like, don't. Right? Like I also movie. feel like, yes, I also feel like Elf is another controversial one because I know a lot of people that do like it and a lot of people that don't like it. I thought, that's interesting because I always thought that Elf was, like, universally beloved <laughs> like at least right? maybe in but my family pe- yeah there's some people i think that think that elf is like overrated oh yeah i do believe yes yeah but just because something's popular <laughs> i know right that you have to hate on it <laughs> it just fills me with christmas cheer yeah no like honestly i don't look for that much in Christmas movies <laughs> like does it make me feel happy is like is like what I look for basically and not much else <laughs> exactly like yeah. is it aesthetically Christmas does yeah. it scream Christmas yes okay it's gonna be on the tv then yeah <laughs> right like, we need we need smooth brain smooth brain media during December. Yes. <laughs> we don't need anything groundbreaking. No, but... we need simple dialogue. We need a beautiful set and mediocre acting. That's all yeah. we need. <laughs> I honestly think that Will Ferrell was isn't like mediocre in that though. Oh no, I was I was thinking more so like Hallmark movies. Oh no. yeah, 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 yeah. Will Ferrell sure. is like like i yeah he's bringing he's he's bringing his a game in that (laughs) he really is um what is your favorite christmas movie um my personal favorite is the miracle on 34th street but not the original one the um i think it came out in the 90s oh is that the one with matilda yeah that's the one with um mara wilson sorry yes mara wilson yes yeah no i I, amazing I love that movie so much and romanticizes the <laughs> the Thanksgiving Day Parade very successfully. It's just like... Oh my god. Like, whenever I see that movie, it makes me want to, like, go to New York during Christmas and, like, believe in Santa. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and if you think about the plot of that movie, too, it's a little bit insane, but I still love it. Where, like, at one point, Santa has to go to court in that movie. <laughs> I have honestly never seen Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, yeah. Well, I, need I, to guess, watch it. I guess spoilers, Miracle on 34th Street. I mean, that's okay. Okay. You, it came worry. out in 1994, so I, I think it's okay. Exactly. But, um, but basically, Santa 
like Santa's real in the movie, and he's played by right. Richard Attenborough, which is the guy from Jurassic Park. Right, right. And um, basically, like everyone thinks that he's crazy and like is convinced that he's Santa when he's like actually Santa, and no one believes in in his magic or whatever. <laughs> and then yeah. like he gets like harassed on the street, and then he kind of like acts in self defense, and then they put <gasps> him in like a psych ward, and then he's put on <gasps> trial. He's put on trial for, for being Santa. <gasps> Not Saint Nick. Yeah. Do they think that he is like a faker? Does he? Do they? Yeah, think they he think, is think not he's like. Real? They think that he's like a faker, or like that he needs to be like in a psych ward because he's like not not mentally well. <laughs> so that's <gasps> oh my goodness. That's the plot of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, which is like very strange when you say it like like outside of the film because <laughs> it doesn't sound like it'd be like a very like cheery movie like a court case against santa but it really no it, really... it sounds like a it sounds like it might be like a deep and dark and spooky like <laughs> yeah. Christmas film. but it, it's very charming and i love it very much i haven't seen the original i don't know like how well it holds up or not but I... i've i've had the original on I, I'm pretty sure last Christmas I was having a nap and it was on in the background. So I, like, remember some scenes from it. Yeah. But I never knew what the whole plot was. Yeah. I was just piecing things together. And today we aren't talking about a Christmas movie. I guess it's, like... No. It's a winter movie. Like, it snows. <gasps> you know what? It is. It is a, it is a winter movie. It's yeah. on brand for the season. Yeah, it's, it's a piece of Canadian lore. It is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but uh, this week we are talking about um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is a 2010 film um, directed by Edgar Wright, and it's based off of the graphic novel series um, by Brian Lee O'Malley, which I have never read personally. <laughs> but um, do you have any history with this film or any? attachment to it as as a canadian <laughs> no i honestly did not watch scott pilgrim versus the world I, like a few i think the first time i watched it was like a few years ago yeah like it's like a recent ish yeah. discovery yeah i know but uh, yeah so i don't i don't have like much history with it at all what about you um, I don't really have, like, that extensive of a history with it either. Um, I think the first time I watched it in full was probably, I think it was this year, actually. So, it, I'm pretty, mm. pretty new to it. But before that, I always, like, tried to get into it, and for some reason I just never could. And I think it's, oh. I think it's maybe um, just how Scott is as a character at first. I'm like, wow, this is, um, like, he's a little um, hard to um, follow because he's so, he, he's not the best person in, in the first, Yes. Like, for most of the movie, actually, he is not the best person, but you kind of have to watch it through to see him, like, have, you know, a character arc. But, um, yeah, totally. I remember that was that was the main thing that made it hard to get into. That's fair. I can yeah. totally see that. Scott Pilgrim is a white man who thinks he's the male 
like main character yeah. <laughs> who dates high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. Cringe. Yeah. I love I love Michael Sarah and I I I honestly love everything that Michael Sarah is in. Yeah. And oh I just I just like couldn't get over it, it like you have to get over the part where it's like, oh, he is dating a high schooler at the <laughs> yeah. beginning. And he's 22. But yeah. the part that makes it funnier is that they're all roasting him and it's funny. Sorry, yeah. I'm also getting ahead of myself here. We haven't even oh, gotten into the plot. It's 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 totally fine. <laughs> but um but yeah, I I agree with you. I, I, I really like Michael Sarah in this. And then like once he doesn't like win you over but like eventually you're like okay I guess he's he's gonna be the main character now and I might as well yeah. keep keep going with him and then like the end is is pretty rewarding and I think he he learns his lesson which doesn't erase the fact that he he was dating a high schooler <laughs> but I do like no. how everyone like I don't think the movie is like forgiving of Scott and like because they make fun of him so much for dating a high schooler and because like almost everyone kind of hates him a little bit for most yeah. of the movie. But yeah, I, I it took me a second to get into it, but once I did, I'm like, this movie movie kinda slaps. It really does. <laughs> yeah. But in case you um don't know the plot of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, um, it's about Scott Pilgrim who plays in a band which expires to success. He dates Knives Chow, a high school girl five years younger, and he hasn't recovered from being dumped by his former girlfriend, now a success with her own band. When Scott falls for Ramona Flowers, he has trouble breaking up with Knives and tries to romance Ramona. As if juggling two women wasn't enough, Ramona comes with baggage. Seven ex-lovers, with each of whom Scott must do battle to the death in order to win Ramona. So yeah. That is the plot of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And should we dive into the nitty gritty details of the plot? Yes, 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 yes. All right. So in Toronto, 22 year old Scott Pilgrim is a bassist for his unsuccessful indie garage band, Sex Bobomb. He is dating Knives Chow, a 17 year old high school student, to the disapproval of his friends in the band, his roommate Wallace Wells, and his younger sister, Stacey Pilgrim. Okay, so this is like the beginning scene. <laughs> and like, yes. See, like, it took me a second. To, this is why it took me a second to get into it. Because I think like the first line is like, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. And I was like, wait a second. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I was it's... like, it's not not the best. Not the best. Yeah. I love, okay, who is it? What's her name? Kim Pine. Oh, I yeah. need to know. So that's the so that's the drummer in the band, yeah. Sex Babom. Yeah. I need to know what her signs are. What is Ooh. her what does her chart look like? Because she she is so feisty throughout this movie and she is very unforgiving of Scott for dating this high schooler and will not let him down. And the okay. entire time I was just like, what is her signs? What what is her chart look like? Ooh. Should we just do that with? I feel like we should do that for for Kim and Wallace because I, I want to know the and Wall. Of the, oh my god, yeah. for Wallace. Okay, yeah. Kim. I'm thinking uh, Aries for Kim. Aries' son, maybe. 
Okay. And then Scorpio Moon. Yeah. Because she definitely holds a grudge. For yes. sure. Um, and I don't know what her rising would be. I have no idea. Risings are always hard for me to guess. Yeah. Because rising is like your initial, like, rising is your first impression on people. Right, right. So maybe she'd be an Aries maybe like, rising. Maybe. Or even like a uh, Cancer rising. Maybe. No. Maybe. But like, I what about like- what? Oh, sorry. Sorry, keep going. No, no, no. I what said, were you I feel say? like I feel like her I feel like her um first impression is very angry and I feel like that yes. is like a very Aries thing. Okay, is it? Okay. And then maybe that makes sense. she's a Cancer sun because that's like Ooh. your identity. Okay. So yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. We have to we have to have a segment of the show. This yeah. is now. <laughs> no, I'm just letting all the yeah. fellow film hoes know that yeah. this is now going to be a segment on the show. Yeah. I have decided yeah. it has been written in it... the Phil Holmes decree. <laughs> yeah, we have a decree that we keep <laughs> we <do>. running. <laughs> yes. For sure. We're, we're um, that organized to where we have a decree. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, the chart for Wallace. Wallace. I feel like... Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio, Virgo. Maybe a Virgo sun. Yeah. Yes. Virgo sun, I think. And then Scorpio rising. Scorpio rising. That's yeah, that's good. Because he, he wears and then black what about all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's kind of judgy. So that, that's... And then what about his you. moon? His moon. Ooh. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. That's hard. I don't know what his his moon... Oh, maybe Capricorn moon. Oh. You know? Why do you say that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have reasoning for these. <laughs> <laughs> I am not an astrology expert, but, um, yeah, I think he, for Wallace. He gives, yeah, he gives Virgo energy because he's very, I don't want to say self-centered, but you know how Virgos liked to be in the spotlight? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean by that? Like, every Virgo that I can think of right now is kind of, like, main character. yeah. In and their they're own very, little world. Like, they're very critical, too. Which is, yes. I think that's where I think the Capricorn comes into play a little bit. Because oh. Capricorns are a bit critical. But Okay, I like that. I yeah. like that. I also, I, I don't know. I actually know. I think Kieran Culkin is just, like, a really good actor. I and love I love him. And I love Kieran Culkin. Oh, my God. I died when he was on SNL like, a month ago or whatever. Um, Oh, my God. He was so good. Do you watch Succession? I do. I haven't watched much of the third season. I, for some reason, haven't been able to get into it. I watched, like, a little bit of the first episode. Um, But, yes. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long answer. I do. Do you watch Succession? I do not, and I want to, but I I haven't gotten into it yet. And watching this movie convinces me that I would probably, like, love Kieran Culkin in that. Because I think Wallace might be my favorite character in this. (laughs) Yes, honestly, 
Kieran Culkin is like he plays the biggest little shit yeah. on on Succession, and it's so funny, and he plays that role so well, like a spoiled, simpy little man, little <laughs> short king. He plays that. He plays that niche so well. Yeah. And he, it's so funny, um, especially like when I remember there were a bunch of memes on Twitter when I don't remember. I don't know if you saw this, but when Alexander Skarsgård got, he's so he's in the third season of Succession, and when he got, um when they announced that he was cast in it, there's a bunch of memes because he's literally like the shortest person. <laughs> like he's with, um, what's his name? Matthew McFadden. He's like six feet tall. Uh, <laughs> cousin Greg, Nicholas Braun. He's like six foot five. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's not canon. I don't know how tall he is, but he's <laughs> over six feet. He's fucking tall too. How tall Nicholas Braun is. Like look at the cat, like how tall the cast of, Succession oh, is. Everybody's Nicholas tall. Braun is six foot seven. <laughs> <gasps> King! Oh my Stop! god. <laughs> I, okay, I, like, I love Nicholas Braun as well. Now that we are on the succession train, I love Nicholas Braun. <laughs> I have been obsessed with that man since he was on, like, Disney Channel original movies. Oh. Like, he, he was in Minuteman, Minuteman. If you ever saw that one. Oh, yes. I, I have indeed seen Minutemen. I've seen, I think I've seen a lot of his, um. Yes. Like, oh. Sky High. Yes. That too. But, but, but anyways. In, in conclusion, Nicholas Braun, tall. Tall. <laughs> he's tall. Um, but he's not in this movie we're talking about. No. Kieran Culkin is. Yeah. And Kieran Culkin is short king. Is a short king. He's a short, yes. short little gay king. Actually, I'm going to look him up. How tall is Kieran Culpin? Oh, uh-huh. he's five foot six. Really? So, oh my god, I'm taller than he's... Kieran Culpin. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god, he's only one foot taller than me. You mean one inch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you four foot six? <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh my god, short queen and short king. <laughs> yes, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, but but we this in this house we stand um, Wallace Wells as well as Karen Culkin. Yes, and I cannot escape the show Succession. Every everyone is yelling about it all the time, <laughs> and I need to need watch, to watch it. it. Yeah, you have to watch it. It's I need good. to watch it, especially since we spent a whole podcast segment on it. I need to. I need to commit and, and watch Succession. <laughs> you you will. I yeah. will be checking in the uh, next time that we record a um, a pod. Oh, we will be checking in. Yeah, <laughs> new segment: case <laughs> succession updates. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got astrology and succession. It's it's everything and the succession. gays need. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Where, why would you listen to any other podcast when we have literally everything? <laughs> right, we expect to be on everybody's Spotify Wrapped yeah. next year. If we're not number one on your Spotify Wrapped next year, then then. You're dead to us, and that's. that's then just what are you doing? Is. Yeah, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> question everything yeah, that you're question... doing with your life right now. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, on that passive aggressive note, um, <laughs> Scott meets an American Amazon delivery girl, Ramona Flowers, after having seen her in a dream. 
He loses interest in Knives, but does not break up with her before pursuing Ramona. So this is when when Mary Elizabeth Winstead, love of my life, <laughs> comes into the picture. I, yeah, she's just, she's great in everything. and She really is. Yeah. And I realize that this is like our second Edgar Wright movie that we've done, because we did um, uh, Baby Driver. Yes. And it's also our second Mary Elizabeth Winstead movie, because we did um, Birds of Prey. It is. But, yeah, this is this is when Ramona Flowers comes in the picture with her with her bright hair. And she, she's gorgeous. Bisexual queen. <laughs> Bi queen. Bi love queen. to see it. We love to see it. Uh, he loses interest in Knives, but does not break up with her before pursuing Ramona. When Sex Bobon plays in a battle of the bands sponsored by record executive Gideon Graves, Scott is attacked by Ramona's ex-boyfriend, Matthew Patel. Scott defeats Patel and learns that in order to date Ramona, he must defeat her remaining six evil exes. So I feel like this is the most forgettable <laughs> um, fight, and I think it's because it's the first one, and I guess it just kind of like levels up from there. But, Very true. Yeah, but I feel like Matthew Patel. Not a lot. Not a lot of people remember him. Like, I think you know what. I remember Matthew Patel. <laughs> He's sorry. iconic. He comes in he comes in looking like Superman and he just like he just like bursts through. I I, I will argue that I remember that part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the one that plays on Netflix every time you like scroll onto it. So that might also be why you remember. Okay. <laughs> Um, this week when I was going to watch the movie, I was looking it up on Netflix, and I've 100% watched it before on Netflix, like, sometime this summer, and it's not on Canadian Netflix. It's also not on American Netflix. Really? Um, Yeah, I I that's, that's where I watched it the first time I saw it, but, like, I... Yeah, I probably shouldn't say where I got it if this is gonna be No, I won't disclose (laughs) that either, then. Yeah, yeah. Um... Just, yeah, I'm yeah. so pissed. How dare they? Where yeah. is Scott, Scott Pilgrim? Pilgrim? Yeah, we need to see him. We Where's our boy? <laughs> we need him back on a yeah. free, uh, or we we need him streaming. Yeah, but not on... on Prime. Not on Prime where you have to pay. Yeah, because no, it's on Prime. But you have to pay, and I'm yeah. not doing that. It's on Showtime right now, so if you have a Showtime subscription, you can watch it. But who who has a Showtime subscription? Real not talk. I. Who, yeah, not. I think not my poor parents people. do. Yeah, not poor people, not millennials. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> not millennials or Gen Z. I guarantee. Yes, that. we can confirm from multiple sources. <laughs> yeah, if you have a Showtime subscription, you are a member of the one percent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, Canon. But yeah, make make um, Scott Pilgrim free. Free him. <laughs> yes, free Scott Pilgrim. Free Scott Pilgrim 2021. Um, in my opinion, I think it's still a cool fight scene. I just think in like the broader picture of the of the movie, I think this is like the lamest one, and I think it's because like the level one thing, and it's just kind of like forgettable and like somewhat easy. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But but no no disrespect to, to Matthew Patel. He he came in guns blazing and, and he tried his best. <laughs> he he gave it his all. He put in a good fight. 
unfortunately, no match for Mr. Pilgrim. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he learns that in order to take Ramona, he must defeat her remaining six evil exes. So then he goes goes on his adventure to defeat them. Um, but Scott breaks up with Knives, who blames Ramona and swears to win him back. Meanwhile, Scott proceeds to get attacked by and defeats the next three of Ramona's exes. And so the first one in the after Matthew Patel is Hollywood actor and skateboarder Lucas Lee, which is played by a young Chris Evans. And, well, I guess yes. he's not... I mean, it is 2010, so he's still young in this. But, like, yeah... I, I pre- love him so much in this. Pre-MCU Chris Evans. Pre-MCU Chris like, Evans. Like two two years? One or two years he... before he's he's Captain America. Yeah. And... I feel like he's really beefed up in this movie because he's getting ready to beef up for yeah. Captain America filming. Most most likely, yeah. But he's he's so good at playing like a douchebag. <laughs> I know. I love seeing him as a douchebag. Yeah. I think he's so funny. Yeah. And like like this and Knives Out, which was, was the two movies that we had in our poll. But like right. I just I just feel like this should be his thing from now on. <laughs> it's just like it really play, should be. playing assholes. Because like I don't know, like I like the Captain America movies, but you know, he was he was a little bit square in that. And I, I just want to see him, like, break away from that and just play, like, horrible people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he's just so good at that. It's just, yeah. He is. He is. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, after that, oh, a super-powered vegan Todd Ingram, which is played by oh. Brandon Routh, who... Um, he played Superman at one point. I remember that. Did he? <laughs> yeah. What the it's fuck? It's like, it's a very, um, I think it was a flop. It's called like... <gasps> Superman Returns? Superman Returns uh, with Kevin Spacey. We, but we don't talk about that. But yeah, and I remember, he was actually a pretty decent Superman, in my opinion. And he was also in Legends of Tomorrow. But yeah, he, he was, he's so funny in this. And I, I love... I love when people make fun of vegans as a vegan. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love... Wait, you're a vegan? I feel like I knew that. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. <laughs> I knew that. I 100% knew that. I thought this was so funny because... Okay, so my roommate, Emma, is a vegan. Yeah. And she... So, like, we, we've known each other since university. We... And we... Yeah, we were, like, kind of, like, in the same friend group in university, and I remember we would always make fun of her. Emma, okay, so Emma and you are very alike in that you are both (laughs) Scorpios as well, (laughs) and, you know, when Scorpios just have that too-good attitude. Oh, my God. That too-good tood. Yeah, I know. Sometimes, Emma's got lots of that. Yeah. Emma's got lots of two to give. <laughs> and we, I die because this character is like the, it's, it's not Emma in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's Emma. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's just amazing. like how she's like how she's like superpowers i'm a vegan i have superpowers <laughs> and i'm yeah, like yeah. it's like that makes you inherently better than everyone <laughs> like fact yeah <laughs> i feel like as a vegan though like this is a vegan struggle where like if you're around a lot of people who aren't vegan like you like being vegan comes up so much it does (laughs) and you can't help it it's just because like i think people forget and then if they're talking about like food or something you kind of just have to clarify like oh i'm i'm vegan by the way right to where like it yeah it it comes up quite a bit when i don't want it to because i don't want to seem like i don't want to seem like that type of vegan but i think i do sometimes yeah and i think that's totally okay as well (laughs) it's it's your it's your food preference it's my it's my preference it's just my (laughs) scorpioness right but like oh just like and it's like even things like that especially with emma if we're talking about something or if for example oh yesterday i bought i bought some sugar cookies from the store and I was like, and we we went and got Starbucks, and I was like, oh girl, I was like, you should try dipping a sugar cookie in like your coffee. I was like, it's good. And she's like, I can't. And I was like, oh right, you're a vegan. Sorry. <laughs> just like, just, but like we say it as like a joke, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, she's a vegan. Yeah. It's just, oh, I, 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 I love it. I yeah. think it's funny. I, I also love the concept of, of vegan police. <laughs> I just like the concept of that, that, like, if you mess up being a vegan enough times, like, the vegan police will take away your powers, which is yes. which is true. That actually happens. It does the, happen. Scott I've Pilgrim is actually a, a documentary. <laughs> this is actually a documentary of the vegan experience. Yeah. It, it really says a lot about, about society. <laughs> it really does. It's yeah. an ode to society from the eyes of a victimized vegan yeah yes yes so true that's actually what it's about (laughs) um but then after that uh oh and he confronts um his ex which is envy adams who who left him to to become a pop star yes it's it's played by brie larson who is a queen queen amazing show-stopping spectacular (laughs) amazing yeah she's i love her so much she's so good in this and i want her to like i want her to sing more in movies like i feel like she should be in in musicals or something she should be honestly i would love to see her in a musical or anything showcasing this voice like it I was so excited when they finally released the song. Yeah. Was that that was last summer, 2020, right? I because think so. it was I'm looking up. So I know that the 10-year release like the 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 movie turned 10 in August last year. Yeah. Of August of 2020. Yes. Um okay, I also want to talk about um just briefly the Canadianness in this movie. Oh yeah, Canadian segment. <laughs> yes, Canadian segment. Yeah. Um. Okay, and like watching this last night, I wish I would have taken this into consideration and like, uh, even like to point out like a few things that I thought were Canadian. But as a Canadian, it was kind of like you don't pick up on those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm looking it up, and apparently there was, like, a Starbucks in the movie or something, or a Pizza Pizza. I don't remember seeing those. 
Like, they're yeah. just, like, to me, they're just, like, in the background, and, like, that would be normal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, did you notice any, was there anything in the movie that you were like, oh my god, that's so Canadian? Um, not really in particular. <laughs> I was no. like, oh, Michael Sarah's in it, and it's snowing, so therefore it's Canadian. But, um, right. Uh, yeah, nothing in particular. Um, I think, wasn't, like, the link like the link to amazon like amazon.ca or something so that was yes that was Is that weird for you dot ca yeah it's it's dot com here like pretty much for everything <gasps> so well like google.com yeah but like amazon.ca like what else netflix.ca no, yeah, we're just Netflix.com here. <laughs> like, that. the only... Wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, really used .ca. So that was the most the most Canadian thing to me, was, was uh, seeing that. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But, um, but, yeah. And then... Oh, and it's also so weird seeing, like, Amazon on here in, like, the beginnings of Amazon. I'm like, yeah, before right? it, like... Before it, like literally took over the world and is destroying everything (laughs) it's it's funny how it like i can't recall a movie from the 2000s or even like the 2010s where they mention or like i would say early 2010s i guess like i don't remember movies or like tv shows mentioning amazon yeah no, it was just, it seems weird for, like, not a lot of movies mention it even now. That's what I was just yeah. gonna, that's what I was just thinking, too. Like, it's, Amazon does not do a lot of product placement no. in things. Like, Apple does. Apple's everywhere. Yeah. I don't even know if it's, like, if, if it is, like, an intentional product placement, or if it's just, like, they put it there, because that was the thing that was happening at the time. But, um... Yeah, the only other movie I can think of that had, that has Amazon in it is Nomadland, because at one point, I don't know if you've seen Nomadland, but at one point, Frances McDormand's character, she, she works at, like, an Amazon factory, and it, uh, that didn't seem okay. like product placement, because that whole movie is literally about how capitalism has, has failed us. <laughs> but, I actually yeah. haven't seen Nomadland yeah, yet. It's, it's very... To good it's very very good um but yeah I, I that's weird though because it's such a prevalent thing in our lives and right it's never like it's it's never really mentioned I guess I mean Amazon also produces movies <laughs> so like yeah they're not gonna I, like put put themselves which I mean I mean knowing Amazon I'm surprised they, they don't put though. themselves in movies though but and yeah. the other thing too is that it could also be that they're not an actual product. Like, they're not yeah, a physical product. They're more, like, they would have to be something, like, mentioned in yeah. dialogue. Or yeah, like they're, like, the a brand. Background. Yeah. Yeah. They Or, like, someone goes to the door and they're like, oh, my Amazon package is here. That was so quick. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see Amazon in this movie as, like, still in its early stages when like most people just got like books off of it or whatever. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's not, it's like 2010 Amazon, which is very Close weird. Up. It's like, I wish y'all knew what was coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
the, the disaster. <laughs> the, but, the 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 monopoly. Yeah, the the monopoly. The the, the Mr. Oh Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Oh. Jeff Bezos cameo. He's one of the seven evil exes. <laughs> he actually is. He's yeah. the eighth. Ex, yeah. Or, or he's honestly Gideon, the final ex, and Jeff Bezos. They kind of seem <gasps> similar. Oh my god, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is actually Scott a metaphorical versus piece. <laughs> yes, the world, which also represents Gideon, but Gideon also represents Jeff Bezos in that Jeff Bezos creates the world that yeah. is amazon amazon so thank you for coming to my tech talk (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that that makes total sense in my brain yes right yes so this this movie is an allegory for amazon before amazon was a a ginormous um billion dollar horrible corporation yes (laughs) edgar wright was truly ahead of his time yeah galaxy brain moment for edgar wright wow But yes, so that that's what this movie is about, and and end of podcast, everyone. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for coming. Signing off. Yeah, and then uh, the next uh, evil ex is lesbian ninja Roxy Richter, which is played oh. by. Why do I always forget the actress's name? Maya Whitman, right? Um, yeah. May Whitman. May sorry. Whitman. Yeah. May Whitman. Which who is an icon? I love her. Who's a, yes, she, is it canon that she is gay? Uh, we look, personal life. Pansexual, oh. we love it. Pansexual, we love to, we love to hear it. It makes we sense. It. <laughs> she gives makes off sense. major pansexual vibes. Um, Honestly, it, everybody in this movie, like, looking at the, uh, the casting, honestly, everybody in this movie could be pansexual. yeah. Or like, I mean, Wallace is just straight up gay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the movie, the cast, yeah. the casting choices are just gay in general. Yeah, like everyone yeah. besides Scott Pilgrim is gay. I don't, I don't think Scott Pilgrim really. He's kind of the no, token no, no, heterosexual. No. I think. Not looking at the character. I'm talking about like the cast. Oh, the, the cast. cast. <laughs> okay. The cast is very gay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I I can see it, I can see it. They give off bi It's the vibes. vibes. Yeah, it's it's all about the vibes. It doesn't even matter if they're straight in real life. It's it's about the vibes. Exactly. (laughs) It's about the the energy that I'm getting from the cast. Everyone has an aura. (laughs) Everybody does. Yeah. but What was yours? Did you do your spot? You have Spotify, right? Yeah. Do you remember what your Spotify aura was? It was... Uh, what was it? What was it? Hold on, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. <laughs> okay, I think I have my, it screenshotted. Mine was energy and boost, which <laughs> energy I was, and boost, which I was like, okay, not wrong, but strange. <laughs> that, that is a strange wording. It kind of sounds like a protein drink, <laughs> right? <laughs> like energy. Yeah, boost. hey, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually a protein drink. Yeah, you're a protein drink as a person. Yeah. Um, mine was yearning and melancholy. <gasps> oh, yours is so much. Wow, why did you get such such cool words? Mine is so boost. okay, but yours is so I? much happier. Am I a frat boy? <laughs> 
you're this a This is boy. straight cis male energy <laughs> yeah. of my aura, oh, and I'm not liking it. Top top artist reveal. Who who was your top artist? <gasps> oh, it was. I'm pretty sure it was Miss Taylor. I'm pretty oh, sure it was Blondie. Same. Hold on, let me go look. Mine was also Taylor Swift. If if yours is also Taylor Swift. Just looking. Where is it? Oh yeah, top artist Taylor Swift, uh, Olivia Rodrigo makes sense. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Uh, we, I have to say, controversial as it is, I'm a Barb. I stand <laughs> Nicki, yeah. but I don't stand. I don't stand by Nicki's. Choices. recent recent tweets and choices as yeah as well. well she's been problematic for a while yeah she's, she's but been, yeah but people are starting to realize it now yes right yeah. um number four was drake only drake? because yes because because i listened to sad boy hours like one time all the way through wow which I, so i don't you... so uh, I don't, I don't know how Drake ended up in my top, but he's embarrassing. It's, an, yeah. it's embarrassing for me. And then number five was MGMT, who is, like, one of my favorite bands. Nice. Mine yes. was... What about you? Mine was Taylor Swift, um, Phoebe Bridgers. Queens. Penelope Scott, which if you haven't listened to Penelope Scott, I highly recommend. I love her. Okay. Um, Brandy Carlisle. Queen. And then Mitski. So, so very, oh. very gay. Lots of, very gay. Lots of gay. If they're not, if they're not like the artists themselves aren't gay, it's like they have a very gay audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so that's our, that's our, um, our reveals for our wow. Spotify wrapped. But yeah. What do you, what do you think, um, Roxy Richter, what would her, her top artist be? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she... Okay. I want to say, like, kind of like, kind of like but she's Riot Canadian. Girl. I was gonna say like Riot Girl music, maybe. Just maybe. kind of like angry, angry gay music <laughs> would be my would be my go to. But what what do you think? She's giving me emo vibes. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would also not be surprised. Okay. There's a band in Canada. They're called Mariana's Trench. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. <laughs> okay. You need to look them up. And you need to listen specifically to what's their best song. Hold on. I think it's called Shake Tramp. Yeah, Shake Tramp. You have to listen to Shake Tramp. Absolutely. Like, you may have heard it on TikTok, especially okay. the one part. Are you okay. going to listen to it right now? Yeah, I'm listening to it. I'm just okay. playing it while I'm talking. And when did this song come out? How old was I when this came out? Okay, yeah. So very, very, like like early 2000s sounding to me yes like did you get to punk. the good part i kind of skipped around a bit uh, okay uh there the the most iconic line of the song is 
Try a little more, little more, little more. Slap you like a bitch. Oh my god. Take, take, take it like a whore. <laughs> and the fact that we were singing this song, we were singing, we were screaming those lyrics at like 10 years old, 12 wow. years old. Oh Marianna's Trench, everyone. I. Wow. So I think, I think that that is specifically yeah. canon for Canada. Yeah. For Roxy Richter. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. She I might think, have I don't know. I think she would have like pop punk, punk music. Yes. That kind of vibe. Maybe some like my chemical romance going on. Yes. Based on yes. solely her outfit. But but yeah. I, I think just very like angry, angry music. <laughs> yes. But um, totally. But yeah. And like yeah, this this scene is interesting with Roxy Richter and and how they portrayed like not so much her her queerness, but I think like Ramona's queerness in this movie is uh, I don't it's very like I guess of its time where like her bisexuality is like kind of portrayed as a phase. Well, it's yeah. it's not kind of like it is, but that's mainly like my criticism, my one main criticism of the movie. Like besides the whole like him him grooming a, a seventeen year old, um, yes. But just the fact that it's just like oh it was a phase and then like she's kind of the one the one ex where like the relationship was almost seen as like something that wasn't legitimate I guess. But yeah, it was like it was like almost like it came off as if their relationship was like invalid yeah like and i felt bad for roxy yeah and she was just like very very angry and like i almost like she was the ex where i could almost understand like why why she was so angry because yeah me too it didn't come from like even like a sense of like possessiveness it was just like her (laughs) like wanting the relationship to be like legitimate and like you know and her, like, brushing it off and saying it was, like, a phase or something. It was just, like, oof. Like, it's... Yeah. It's, She's almost, like, seeking validation that, like, the relationship was real. Yeah. And that the relationship did mean something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... Yeah. My heart went out to rocks. Yeah. Yeah. It was just... I don't know. The the way bisexual people are, are portrayed on the screen isn't isn't the best usually and no this movie like even though i love it it is it's not an exception when it comes to that and i think it's unfortunate because i think it'd be nice if because it is like a like a good thing to like make one of her exes like a woman and it's like kind of built up as like this big reveal but it's like oh my this ex is a woman but (laughs) it didn't mean anything and i'm straight and you don't have to worry about it and I'm just gonna brush this aside. So yeah, that that's kind of the thing that that rubbed me the wrong way. It's just I get like, that. Just just I let agree. women just let women be bisexual. <laughs> just exactly. They don't have to be straight. Like it doesn't have to be a phase, and then they just go back to straightness as the default. I just it's... also like relationships between women, whatever form they may take. If it's just purely sexual. If it is like an actual like uh and I I, I don't want to say actual relationship, but like a yeah. 
girlfriend, girlfriend, like committed monogamous relationship, whatever, whatever the relationship is, it's still valid. It was, if you're connecting with somebody, it's a relationship and it's valid. Like who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I think the movie didn't do a good job of reflecting that, which like, no, you know, I'm not surprised by because Edgar Wright is a straight cis man. And I don't really expect him to, to, it's unfortunate and like, I wish he would, but I don't expect him to like understand (laughs) queer women and to like represent them well, even though I really like him as a director, but yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just, it wasn't my favorite part of the movie, but I still, I still will take whatever little crumbs I can get. And I still think it's an iconic scene, but yeah, but yeah. Representation. Yeah. Like. It was, yeah. Yeah. Problematic, but it was good that there was some lesbian loving representation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but justice for Roxy Richter and justice for Ramona Flowers' bisexuality. Okay, so he faces off with uh, Roxy Richter, and then Scott grows frustrated during the process, and after an outburst regarding Ramona's dating history, he breaks. she breaks up with him. So... This is when Scott is being a little asshole, like we know, like we know yes. he is. Um, but at the next battle of the bands, Sex Bomb defeats Ramona's fifth and six evil exes, twins Kyle and Ken. Oh God, I'm not gonna pronounce his name. Katayanaga, right. Kata, Katayanagi, 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 earning yes. Scott an extra life. Despite this, Ramona appears to get back with her seventh evil ex, Gideon. AKA Jeff Bezos, according to our theory. But Sex Babam accepts Gideon's record deal, except for Scott, who quits the band in protest. So this is when Sex Babam breaks up. Sad face. Sad face. Okay, I'm just looking up. What? What? No way. Okay, so I was just looking it up because remembering the movie, Gideon feels very old also just jason schwartzman feels old okay yeah so jason so jason schwartzman uh, schwartzman is 41 he's born in 1980 yeah mary elizabeth is it winstead or weinstead i think it's winstead yeah that makes sense uh she is 37 she's only four years or three years younger than him oh weird is that weird she feels so much younger yeah that is weird I think he's just <gasps> got one of those faces. <laughs> <gasps> oh my goodness. What? Oh, oh I, I just saw about the Berenstain Bears. Did, did, was the Berenstain Bears a thing in the United States, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Did you know that Michael Sarah was the voice of Brother Bear? <gasps> I did not know that, actually. You didn't know that? Okay. No. That's what I was just seeing on, because I pulled up his Wikipedia page to see how old he was as well. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, when he was younger, that must have been around, he must have been, like, when was that? 2000? That was, like, the early 2000s, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, he was also on this iconic Canadian show called Braceface. A part, a part when of I was younger, <laughs> I know. Anyways, two thousand and three to two thousand and four. So this would have been during the first season of Arrested Development, actually. 
Um, He played Brother Bear for 40 episodes of The Berenstain Bears. Nice. Respect the hustle. (laughs) Respect the hustle. Yeah. We we love the Berenstain Bears. (laughs) We do. Yeah. So Gideon invites Scott to his venue, the Chaos Theater, where Sex Bob-omb is playing. Resolving to win Ramona back, Scott challenges Gideon to a fight for her affection, earning the power of love sword. (laughs) Knives interrupts the battle, attacking Ramona, and Scott is forced to reveal that he cheated on both of them. (gasps) Rude. (laughs) Very rude. Gideon kills Scott, and Ramona visits him in limbo to reveal that Gideon has implanted her with a mind control device. Which, oh my god. Which further proves our theory that, that Gideon is an j- allegory for Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> mind control device mind control. that is, that could be Alexa. <laughs> you, heard yeah. it, you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Get Alexa out of your home. Yeah. Uh, she is listening. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> also, I hope that everybody knows that I'm joking when <laughs> I say these this is a This is a conspira- <laughs> conspiracy theory podcast. Yes. Let's try to actually... activate everyone's Alexas right now. Yes. Alexa! <laughs> Alexa! <laughs> hey, Alexa! Alexa, play the Phil Hose <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that would work, because I don't think we're on, like, Amazon or anything. We're just on Spotify. Yeah. We're, we're Spotify babes. Wah, wah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I think this theory checks out. And the fact that Amazon is, is a part of this movie, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm low-key buying into it, but Edgar Wright was trying to tell us something. <laughs> he, he was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to give us sublim- subliminal messaging about, about the dangers of Amazon. And we just yes. didn't listen. We we did not. <laughs> Our woke king. We just didn't. Oh. We didn't pay attention to him. <laughs> no, we should have. Yeah, we really should have. Yeah, but so Gideon has implanted her with a mind control device, and uh, Scott uses his one up to come back to life and re-enters the chaos theater. He makes peace with his friends and challenges Gideon again. This time for himself, gaining the power of self-respect sword. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you like read the plot of Scott Pilgrim vs. <laughs> World, and like it's so ridiculous of a movie, and I have to make a confession, okay? I have never watched this movie sober. I have always been baked <laughs> when I watch this movie because it just enhances like the movie. Ju- I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it, it makes sense. It makes sense. It just makes sense. It, it, and like, yeah, it just yeah. makes sense. And I have, like, a pretty monotone voice, so probably hearing just the power of self-respect sword <laughs> is, like, <laughs> like, this is a real movie that happened. I know. Yeah. Like, this was... This somebody is... somebody sat down at yeah. a pitching table yeah. and said, this this skinny, scrawny, white kid yeah. will who is dating a high schooler will pull out from thin air. I don't know where yeah. he gets the sword from. I don't know fucking yeah. where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, the power, the power of self-respect sword. Everyone has one. Out, does it just, like, come from behind his back or, like, from his t-shirt? Like, Look, where does he pull there's, it? There's really no, like, logic in this movie. There is none. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it works, though, because you don't, it like... It works. It's the way 
the way Edgar Wright directs it and, like, the style of it, like, everything is so, like, crazy and, like, <laughs> not something that would happen in real life that, like, from the get-go, you just kind of accept that nothing's gonna be realistic. Because it's, like, it's a fantasy totally. movie. But, it is. Yeah. It's I like, quite enjoy this kind of, like, genre. I would say this genre of, like, graphic novel anime yeah. uh being turned into uh like visual media yeah. i and like this is obviously like a time where it's done right yeah like kick-ass is very similar to this movie in that like it was a comic and just even the stylistic how like it's still you still it still has like a cartoony feel to it you know what yeah. I mean yeah no yeah. no I, I I totally know what you mean and like I think um like into the spider-verse yeah was, yeah I, I'm guessing like I don't know if it was like influenced by like Scott Pilgrim but I think like into the spider-verse uses a lot of the same like stylistic choices and like graphics totally. and things like that and it's just, like, it really keeps your attention, and it's, like, very energetic, and I love it. And I wish, like, it's very, like, niche to where, like, I feel like not a lot of movies use it enough. <laughs> and I no. think it's probably just difficult to do, I'd imagine. But, yeah. 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 And, yeah. like, this film makes me want to look, and, like, I've also been interested in, like, Japanese media like whether it's like anime or tv shows and yeah. movies like i've never been i've i haven't watched a lot of it but it, like it makes me want to get into it like wa especially like watching this movie and how this movie's done i think that's a good thing like as far as like our recommendations go is to maybe yeah. explore like more anime and things like that because yeah. artistically that's I, what think I think they're probably i'm not like super familiar with anime but i'm guessing artistically they're doing a lot more than we're we're doing over here yeah <laughs> but but yeah yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just think, I think we should do that more here. I think <laughs> so, it's so It's so fun. It it's is. It's fun to watch. Okay, so after apologizing to Ramona and Knives for cheating on them and accepting his own flaws, Scott and Knives join forces and defeat Gideon. Girl boss moment right here. Amazing. Amazing. It says, free from Gideon's control, Ramona prepares to leave. Knives accepts that her relationship with Scott is over, and at her encouragement, he leaves with Ramona to try again. And that, that's oh. the end of the movie. Scott Pilgrim is redeemed. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And I'm glad. I heard, like, in the IMDb, I looked at, I kind of glanced at the facts on, on that page, and it said that there was, like, an alternate ending where he was going to get with knives at the end. <gasps> which I think uh... I would not like at all. Because <laughs> she's, she's 17 and I feel like that would be the opposite of him learning his lesson, maybe. Was to uh... him to go back to this very um, uh, interesting relationship. But No, I don't like that. No, I don't like it. I'm glad he ended up with an adult. <laughs> I think that's I think that that's better. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Me personally and, and morally. But yeah, I, I'm happy with, with how this ended definitely. But it, it would have been a completely completely different movie if he ended up with knives and it probably would have probably would have changed the way um 
my perception of it and my opinion of it if he would have gotten with knives in the end. Definitely. I think a lot of people... I, I don't think that that ending would have tested well. No, it, it would not have aged... <laughs> It would not have aged as well as it, as it had, for sure. No. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, that that is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, Amazing. Do you have a particular rating for this movie? Uh, hi. <laughs> Just hi? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, five out of five. Like, five out of five stars. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would say four and a half. Like, maybe I would say, like, four and a half stars just for the things that have not aged well yeah. or, like, the things that were not necessary to the story. Um, like, it has an amazing soundtrack. Like, I I would 100% look up the, like, listen to the soundtrack. It has a lot of also, um, like, I know Michael Sarah's on it a little bit, and then the the so the band that did uh black sheep is on it metric they're yeah. a canadian band and uh broken social scene is are they canadian yes they are yeah. but yes i so what i'm saying is that i also recommend listening to the uh to the soundtrack and listening to metric because i like metric yeah yeah uh, seconded. <laughs> listen, yes. listen to Canadian rock. That's that's your recommendation yes. for this week. Please. <laughs> yeah. Also, if if you like metric, I will also say to look up the Canadian band July Talk. They are. I would say July Talk is my absolute favorite band. They are like grunge, punk. Like they're very. They're uh, chef's kiss. They're very. They're very unique. Yeah. Yeah, you should yes. you should make a playlist. <laughs> should I make a playlist of just Canadian music? Like Canadian yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, like you could do we could do it for, for the pod Instagram. You <gasps> could you could post like okay. uh, Scott Pilgrim Canadian rock based <laughs> recommendations. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. Oh, and I had good idea. I, I had an idea on how we could end the podcast because I personally don't okay. have really any recommendations this week. Do you yeah. have any in no. mind? No, just no. Canadian music. Okay. Yes. So I was thinking we could end it and my rating is four and a half out of five stars for basically the same no. reasons you said. But um, but yeah, I thought we could end uh, this episode by taking a quiz on what... Um, what Scott Pilgrim character you are. <laughs> <gasps> okay. Okay, so I'm going to drop the link. Um, so, pick an evil ex. Matthew Patel, Lucas Lee, Todd Ingram, Roxy Richter, Kyle and Ken Katayan- Katayanagi, and Gideon Graves. Hmm. I, I gotta go with Roxy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have to say it. I'm going with Lucas. I go with oh Chris. <laughs> you gotta go with you gotta go with your boy Chris. I do. Yeah, that that's so and that's so valid of you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, pick a role to play in a band: bass guitarist, drummer, vocalist, keyboard player, lead guitarist, or rhythm guitarist. Oof. 
Hmm. I'm gonna do vocalist, I think. <gasps> Bold. Yeah. I don't know if I want all the attention on me. <laughs> I or do want all the attention. <laughs> do I want all the attention or do I want to be the key- the cute keyboard player? Ooh. Nah, That'd be fun. Player. Or you could be the drummer. That's true. Cause, I Because everyone always, like, like, the drummer's always hot. <laughs> Very true. Very yeah, true. so, so... You could be the hot drummer, the main character vocalist, or or the cute keyboard player. I went with keyboard player. Nice. Yes. Okay, pick Next. a Canadian celebrity. Drake, Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Oh, Keanu Reeves, Elliot Page, or Celine Dion. Did you choose Elliot? Uh, I think I might. Oh, but Keanu, though. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was stuck. I chose Elliot. I, I, I'm going to go with Elliot. Okay. Yeah, nice. Pick a quote from the movie. You punch the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> it's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> Did you really see a future with this girl? Like, with jetpacks? <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> the lines in these this movie are so good and, like, so specific. And they no, are. Like, no one ever says anything uninteresting. Like, it seems like I every know. single line had thought. Put into it which is totally which is great. i love it so much um i sort of feel like i'm on drugs when i'm with you not that i do drugs unless you do drugs in which case i do them all the time <laughs> you uh, you punch me in the boob prepare to die obviously <laughs> or the song is called i am so sad i am so very very sad Ooh, i don't know i'm going milk and eggs bitch <laughs> i love that line so much you know what i love the part where he's like you punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> nice. Okay. Pick an old school game. Pac-Man, The Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers, Sonic the Hedgehog, Street Fighter, and Donkey Kong. I'm going to go, go with, with Sonic. I'm going to go with um, Mario Brothers. Oh, wait. Nice. I like Street Fighter, too. Um, You know, I'll go with Street Fighter because I'm very good at that. nice i used to play play sonic on the sega when we were like super young we used to play it like all the time (laughs) yeah i i used to play sonic too but i think it was like it wasn't like the old old version it was like the one that was like on the gamecube or something (laughs) i don't know Oh, okay yeah 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 Yeah. okay pick a color to dye your hair purple green blue red orange or pink pink i've always wanted to dye my hair pink I, like, get, like, this urge every once in a while to just, like, completely dye my hair blue. <laughs> so, do it! No, because it'll ruin my hair. I and know, I'm, that's why I'm I don't I'm very happy that my hair is, like, healthy, so I'm like, very I don't want to ruin it. But I'm going to go with blue. The feminine, also, like, the feminine start, urge to dye your hair blue. <laughs> I know. the Like, once you do it, though, too, is, like, the upkeep. And yeah. Not only time-consuming, but expensive. Yeah, I don't so have I enough. That. I don't have enough money to dye my hair blue, unless I just want to do a shit job at home, which I right. I do not want to do. Okay, pick a movie based on a graphic novel: Ghost World, The Crow, Kick Ass, Three Hundred, Captain America: Civil War, or Atomic Blonde. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Captain America: Civil War because it's the only nice. one that I've seen off of this list <gasps> you've never seen kick-ass i have not actually that's my recommendation for you then you should watch okay. kick-ass it's i'm gonna pick kick-ass because i 
even though I like Captain America Civil War, it's not like Kick Ass is a graphic novel, like uh, adaptation. Um, Civil War is not. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, okay, who did you get? <laughs> I got Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, what did you sorry. get? I got knives. Oh, that's so much better. Yes. <laughs> oh my. Okay, what's your description? Oh, what? Uh, I clicked out of it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Well, it said something about being sweet. Okay. Well, you are sweet. So that, that's oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm gonna read mine because I need to know why this okay. BuzzFeed quit is attacking we me. Do. We do need to know. Okay. So your favorite kind of humor is generally self-deprecating. I don't think that's true. Um, okay. And you don't take yourself too seriously at all. That's also not true. <laughs> You're very protective of your loved ones, even if you sometimes find it awkward to express just how much you really care for them. That's true. Okay. You take life one day at a time and don't put too much focus on far distant future when you can live in the now. That is very much not true. Um you're also harboring a lot of ambitions, but you're not always sure how you can make them a reality. I'd say that's true. So it's like, huh? Mostly not true. Yeah. <laughs> but somewhat true. I somewhat don't. True. I don't think I'm a Scott Pilgrim. I don't know. Sound off. You know. No. Which which Scott Pilgrim characters do you think we are? And which Please Scott Pilgrim character do you relate to? Or if you want to take this quiz, it's a very dumb BuzzFeed quiz called <laughs> Everyone Has a Scott Pilgrim versus the World Character That Matches Their Personality. Here's yours. I'll probably drop it somewhere, like, in our stories yes. or something, so you can take it, too. But, yeah, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> this is a sad I... note to end the podcast. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If I were to say that you were any character from this movie, it would be be it would either be wallace or wallace's <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i love that so much that that is such a self-esteem booster you don't even realize oh i'm glad i'm love that i'm i'm the you know what i think my <laughs> now that i think about it i think my letterbox review was i relate to wallace because i am also mean and gay <laughs> <laughs> Can relate, can relate. Yeah, can relate. Um, yeah, you gotta love a mean, mean gay person. <laughs> we we uh, stand Wallace. Yeah, yeah, straight people, it's not okay to be mean, but if you're gay, you get a little bit of meanness as a treat. And, exactly. And we stand Wallace, and we love him. Kieran, exactly. Kieran Culkin, come on the podcast. <laughs> Please. Please. If we ever, if this ever, like, blows up, or when this blows up, because... Yes. You gotta manifest that shit. You gotta we're gonna, manifest. We're gonna have we're gonna have Karen Culkin on the pod. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would also like to have Michael Sarah on the pod. Yes. That would honestly but, be but insane energy. <laughs> that would be yeah. insane. Yeah. I feel like Karen Culkin would just roast Michael Sarah the whole time. Yeah, we need to have them together on the same episode. Yes. Yeah. Revisiting. We're speaking um, it into the my, universe. Yeah. Everyone tag <laughs> tag them. Hello, this is Kay. Um, we had a little bit of a sound issue towards the end of the episode because Lauren's headphones died. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off for the both of us. 
Um, thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at filmhosepod. Uh, we post a lot to our stories where y'all can suggest movie ideas and we do polls uh, that decide on what movies we will talk about sometimes. So make sure you follow us on there. And bye!